Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. Fuck you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, bitch, power, power. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound as episode... 421 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, of course. I am Brian Breaker, joining me as always, Big underscore Bane. Dude, you got all kinds of switches you're rocking today. Dude, it, it's uh, it's 421 part two. Yeah, the forgotten <laughs> episode, right? Yeah. I'm just going to say it right now. It's the best episode we've ever done. That was absolutely one of the best episodes we've ever done. And guess what, guys? You ain't going to hear it. So, I, I don't know. Like, I... We're going to go through the show again, but here's the thing with this show, as you guys have probably noticed, we have like our bullet points, but I feel like the real entertainment comes from like the sidebars yeah. that we have. And at, I can't really recreate that. I mean, I kind of remember some of the directions we go, but I mean, that's kind of, it's a free flowing show, right? It, it really is. I mean, like you said, we got bullet points, but like we kind of just talk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And it might, the good thing is it might, we might go in a completely different direction today. It's very possible. I do know, like, with this show, um, since we reformatted and I took the interviews off here and started doing them on, you know, it's fake, right? We have more time, and so we're yes. not, we have no time constraints, really. Yeah. I mean, we do, but we don't. If we want to bullshit for 10 minutes on one topic, we can with no yeah. problem. So we do get in the weeds sometimes. But I guess we should start off with kind of what happened. So we did our show. Um, everything was great. I mean, I thought it was it was actually one of our better shows we've had. I was like, that was, that was, a, that was a fun interaction. And uh, yet this morning you hit me up like shit. Yeah. Um, basically, if anyone does not know, you got a new Mac, which um, oddly enough, this is a, an interesting timetable. You bought that last Mac episode two, right? 2014. Yeah. Well, I bought it. I bought it because we were doing every other week those first few weeks. If I remember right. right. So I bought it the week. We in had between. no idea what we were doing. No, I bought it the week in between of us recording the first episode and the second episode. And it lasted us up until... Uh, last week and then we can keep in mind we use that to record all of our episodes like yeah. you actually brought your laptop here we use garage band we hooked into yeah you know an audio interface and all this other stuff so it, it was a very used computer yeah well that and i mean all of our uh all of our secondary podcasts i use it for all of my music i used it for uh the the phpw stuff i used it for i mean it was like and it was also the wife's computer too she used utilized it quite a bit it was a very used computer for sure so it lasted i mean about eight years on the timetable which is good right i mean we kind of talked about that a little bit on the the forgotten it's, episode like that's that's good for a laptop i guess but yeah. based on the money you spend on those you would you would assume like this will be the last computer I ever buy, and that's just not the case. Well, and here's the here's the frustrating thing about that more than more than anything. So when when the what happened with my old computer is the Wi-Fi hardware went out. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. And so uh, I, of course, it's out of out of warranty because it's like eight years old. So Apple said like, hey, it's actually too old for us to even work on it. Period. Um, even if we charge you for it, it's just too old. And so they big shocker. Me, yeah. They sent me to um, a third-party authorized uh, 
retailer to have it have it serviced and i called them up and they essentially told me that this computer is so old they don't even make parts for it anymore the parts just don't exist anymore and so he was like you're better off just getting a new one and so i bit the bullet and got a new one but the most frustrating part about that is this came a week after i spent about $800 buying a new Xbox and about $300 buying a new TV to play the Xbox on. And so great timing, literally damn near exactly the same amount of money that I spent on the recreational shit. I didn't need a week after I had to buy something that costed the same amount of money. Like and that never happens, right? Bullshit, right? Yeah. That's absolute bullshit. Well, it's like when, uh, when you like, I've said this before, like when you get ahead of your money and you're like, you know what? I paid off my credit cards. I'm good to go. That's when you get a flat. Exactly. Yeah. You have to buy new tires. You're yeah. like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible feeling. So anyway, you get the new laptop. I assume everything's good to go at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone doesn't know, you take the the micro SD card from the Roadcaster after yep. we get done recording. Because I, you know, that was one thing I, I wondered too about the computer. I'd like, you know, all the travel yeah. probably didn't help, mm-hmm. you know. So you take the micro SD card, you take it home, and in the process of plugging it into the new laptop, basically it reformats the entire card. All of our data is erased. Yeah. Because, uh, so on the old laptop, there was actually a micro or, or an SD slot. Yeah. For some stupid ass reason, Apple decided to get rid of not only their SD slot, but their, um, USB slot too. The only slots they have, they have on these uh, new MacBook pros, they have two, what they call thunderbolt, uh, plugs and then they have the headphone jack so i had to buy an adapter for not only a usb but for micro sd and sd and so again more money right right just stupid and so i bought that and when i plugged up the sd card to the laptop it for one it didn't even read it right away and so that freaked me out but then i unplugged it because it wasn't reading it. And then it said, no name was not ejected properly. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is no name? Because that's roadcaster. Like it, it, it's always been called roadcaster. And I'm like, that's not right. And so I plugged it back in It never registered. And I was like, well shit. And so I, I popped open the old laptop um, because I mean, obviously it still works. You just, I just can't get on Wi-Fi. and I plugged it in and it said no name. And then everything was gone from it. So Ugh. I was, I, I went into panic mode pretty quick. And that was when I texted you like, Hey, like, uh, we don't have a show for today, bud. So. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I think it's a, a point of personal pride. I don't think anyone would like boycott us of like one Sunday in 421 weeks. Yeah. Nobody would care. We didn't produce a show, but I don't, don't you think it's a point of pride? Like that's what we want to do. We want to make sure we have our show out. Yeah. I mean, to be, to be, to be fair. I mean, I would like, if you would have been like, eh, let's just, Fluff it like I'm like okay, whatever. Yeah, you know? I mean it isn't a big deal, but I was like, well, okay. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, what 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 can we do? Right. And I was like, well, I get off work at six. Yeah. Want to re-record it? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Part part do part yeah part yeah yeah. So that's been a uh, boy. That's been a that's been a day. So um, that so, being said, have you figured out the issue maybe? No, no? I, I have not. As a matter of fact, uh, full transparency, I'm recording on the Rodecaster and also recording on my Mac, my new Mac. As like a backup? As a backup because I know for a fact we've got the one on the Mac. That's going to work. But I'm still going to test this one out. To make sure that that works too. It may, and, and find out if it's going to. And I might actually do this for a few weeks just to like – feel comfortable with it again because the last thing i want to do is have this happen again next week where i bring it home and it just reformats the shit again wouldn't that be the shits if all of a sudden you have to start bringing your mac again because that was the whole point of the roadcaster so that you wouldn't have to do that at least it would be just the mac and not the mac and the fucking interface and all that shit you know what i mean because that that was a pain in the ass because you saw i just literally had my laptop sleeve i mean that was it but mm-hmm. uh and the you know connectors but it's well it's what's funny back when we started this bane had to bring two mic stands mm-hmm the microphones. It was a lot of equipment that I kept bringing back and forth. Yeah. And so eventually you got to like, Hey, can I leave the mic stands here? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I didn't know if you didn't, if you needed them like for music and stuff and yeah. all that stuff. But anyway, it got to where 
you still had to bring stuff, but not as much. And then it got to the point where like you would show up, you had nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it felt weird. <laughs> I, I, I just had a drink in my hand. Yeah. And you my had phone. Your, I had yeah. your drink and you're like, all right, yeah, I'm yeah, good. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. That, if, if we have to go back to this, you know, those, those are going to be the good old days, you know, <laughs> <laughs> remember that time? Oh, I remember yeah, those good old days. There was a time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's, uh, let's dive into some wrestling talk here. Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane, we got a lot of wrestling talk to dive into. Um, Let's start with the top here. It has been announced The Undertaker is joining the 2022 Hall of Fame class. Obviously, this is not a shock to anybody, right? I mean, he right. very well deserved. Makes sense. Um, it's in Dallas near his hometown. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting. I mean, because he's never actually, in my opinion, and I could be wrong here, but I don't think he's ever actually appeared in front of an audience. Not in character, right? Yeah, you're right. That will be interesting. I mean, he's done like interviews and stuff, yeah. but we haven't really seen like so as he walk out, is he is he Undertaker and like rest in peace? Or is he just hey, I'm Mark Calloway. I don't know. I feel like he's almost gotta be Mark Calloway, you know what I mean? I think in this one, like honestly, you've said this before and you make a good point. The Hall of Fame is a good thing, but it's not the most exciting thing to watch. It's not. Like, it's like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, yeah. Bret Hart went in. Rowdy Roddy Piper went in. But actually sitting and watching it is not the most exciting thing sometimes. Same way with award shows. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, those are terrible most yeah. of the time. And, uh, I mean, it's like it's cool to know, like, hey, Steve Carell won yeah. Best Actor in a Comedy Series. Yeah. But but the, usually for me, the only good parts about those are, like, musical performances. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, th- th- that's an exciting moment in, in another, in an otherwise, like, just terrible boring night sure and they're long yes they are so anyway um with this if he's gonna appear and just kind of be mark calloway yeah i mean he's still the undertaker but like you know talk like a not out of character sure i think that kind of adds an element of excitement doesn't it i think it does because it's it's also it's a chance for him to almost speak candidly yes something that he's never really done in front of a live audience and i mean i know we can kind of go back to like the attitude era when he was the American badass or whatever, you know, when he was kind of more himself then. But like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's totally different scenario because I feel like we can kind of, it's a, it's almost a little peek behind the curtain, you know, see what his personality's like a little bit. Definitely, who inducts him? If it's not Teddy Long, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> going to have a tag team match with. The Undertaker. They've at least got to do that like little moment. He's at oh, least got God. to come out for that. But um, because that was a, such a huge part of his SmackDown run. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because it was every week. One on one with The Undertaker. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was great. Dude, Teddy Long was so cool. Yeah, he's amazing. I love Teddy Long. But does he go down as one of the greatest general managers of all time? He has to. Because maybe him and Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff was really good, too. Um, well, they both also had, like, lengthy runs. Like, yeah. they were there for multiple years. And I, I, to be fair, I've really liked William Regal yeah. in NXT. I mean, but that was... But he uh, also had a lengthy run, too. Yeah, but he... Am I mistaken? Wasn't he SmackDown or Raw general manager for, for a tad bit? He was. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He was. I, I can't... I don't really remember much about that, but I thought he was. But um, I've always loved the general manager role. I don't like what they're doing now. It's weird, but... I think you kind of have to have that point. I I thought it was great that Vince is like, I'm the owner of this company. I'm appointing two general managers to run their brands. Yeah. I thought that was a cool storyline in 2002. Like, yeah, it made sense that like they're the boss, but they still answer to to Vince. And that keeps him from having to be on TV every week. Yes. I think it's a great idea. Anyway, back to the point. Sidebar, like I said, you know, we didn't do this the first time. We did not. Bonus, bonus content. (laughs) But who do you who do you think inducts the Undertaker? Obviously, Paul Bearer's passed away, so we can't do that. The logical answers are probably like Kane or Shawn Michaels, right? I feel like Kane probably makes the most sense, yeah, um, because they they've been tied together the entire uh, run of Kane, and so I feel like that makes the most sense. Um, Shawn Michaels, yeah, I mean he would make sense too. Maybe uh, even Vince to a degree. Yeah, but I can't see Vince doing it. 
you know what I mean? He he did induct one superstar. Did he? Stone Cold. No kidding. But that also that had to have happened because that's like that was like the greatest rivalry of the of the nineties, right? Yeah, of the late nineties, anyway. So that made sense to me. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's got to be Kane, right? I feel like it's, it's got to be Kane. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like Kane is probably the most logical answer here, but you know, I don't know. Was there anybody anybody you think would be fun? Like, what about Brock Lesnar? That might be kind of fun. Brock Lesnar would would be fun. Uh, I mean, another another one. You know, this is unpopular, but another one, Roman Reigns. I mean, they had a solid feud too. Sure, uh, in their most more recent years, and so yeah. But I, I, the fact that Roman's a heel, I wouldn't want to peel that curtain back at all. In my opinion, yeah, I'd want to save that and be like, let's let him be the heel for right now, and not yeah. not pull him back as a baby face. In my opinion, yeah, kind of like I wouldn't want Brock to do this if he was the heel. You know, um, and I know that that I mean shit that shit doesn't really matter, but. Yeah, I get it. Kind of does. AJ Styles might be a fun one. You know, so that was kind of Taker's last match, right? Okay, yeah. Or, I mean, he could. they could do like something interesting and have like the entire BSK come out, like Godfather and yeah. um, Kishi. The Godwins and Savio yeah. Vega and those guys. That might be, because they were all there for his final farewell. Well, Rikishi right? wasn't. That was Yokozuna that was part of it. Oh, Rikishi was too. Was he? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, that would be cool too. I mean, so, I don't know. It's hard to say. But, yeah, Taker's going to the Hall of Fame. Another thing. It's been, I think Bully Ray actually said this. He thinks that this year should just be The Undertaker, no one else inducted. Yeah, I think Bully Ray's a dummy. <laughs> He's not been the most popular guy lately. But um, you know, we kind of talked about that, and I get like his perspective of that. Like, well, you're going to be completely outshined by The Undertaker. But that's the whole point, right? The headliner. Right, that's why yeah. you have the headline guy. Because, yeah. I mean, if if that's the case for The Undertaker, shouldn't a Stone Cold been in by himself and Ric yes. Flair and Hulk Hogan? Like, yes. they the top, top, Sean Michaels, Bret Hart, the top, top guys in the industry. Yeah. But that's not how it works. Like right. Macho Man didn't even headline the year he was in because he's passed away. So yeah. Kevin Nash did, which I understood because they want that last speech to be from like the guy, yeah. the guy. And yeah. so like it makes sense. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. But who do you think would go in with Taker? I mean, because that would be that'd be pretty cool to be in the same class as Undertaker, honestly, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really would be. I honest to God, I don't know. I do feel like they they generally, I mean, because we're just about four weeks away. You know, surprising we haven't heard more. Yeah, and so I mean, it could be one of those things that he's the only one inducted. But um, I I don't know. I don't know. We're kind of getting to that weird point where I feel like who's left you know, to induct that hasn't been inducted. And I can't, I mean, obviously we have the guys like Owen Hart that needs to be, but he's not going to be right. You know, um, like the, like the, the wishes that are just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more guys that had kind of runs in like the eighties and nineties. that don't really get recognition. Like what about Hercules? Let's induct Hercules. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was there for a while. I mean, I know he wasn't top top guy, but why not? Why not Sid? Warlord. Sid needs Sid needs to be in the Hall of Fame, and I, honestly, I think that would be because uh, that would be a solid one to put in there because uh, they had a match, didn't they? The WrestleMania thirteen. Yeah, should sit. Uh, he uh, shit his pants. He shit his pants. Uh, that's the rumor in that match. Poor Sid. <laughs> My God. Um, yeah, so it, was, it was also softball season, so you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, real quick. Could you imagine playing like fucking men's softball and like that big fucking monster? He's seven foot tall. <laughs> and, like, you're trying to pitch to them, yeah. like maybe slow pitch that. Like hell no. Yeah, no. I'm I'm calling it a day the minute yeah. he walks onto the field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, guys like him, I, I think Sid definitely belongs. Um, I, I'm just I'm trying to think who all is in. Has Has Shawn Michaels officially been inducted by himself? Yeah. Has he? See, I, I don't because there was there was a while that I don't remember a whole lot. I still think Stevie Ray needs to be inducted. He's well, he's in with Harlem Heat. Yeah, but Booker T got his own. I still think Stevie Ray needs his own too. I don't think they'll do that. Though. No, they won't. But I think he needs but, it because he didn't. He, he wasn't in WWE at all. Yeah, um, has DDP been inducted? He has. I think a fun one would be Brian Pillman. He's not been inducted, but yeah, with his Brian son Pillman. being in AEW, that may not happen. Probably that not. does eliminate a lot. Like I know before we said Dean Malenko. Yeah. I think he should go in and yeah. obviously an AEW probably won't happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of guys that I think should be yeah. that may or may not ever make it. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I think people always go back to the Coco beware thing. If Coco beware is in, 
that kind of opens the field up, right? Yeah. Because he, and I, I love Coco Beware, especially as a kid. The yeah. Birdman, are you kidding me? Oh, that, yeah. That's awesome. But to me, it's always been like, okay, if he's in, then what? why why isn't Tugboat in, you know? Why not Red Rooster? Right. I mean. Going to the clown. Right. I yeah. mean. Or even like, what about Brooklyn Brawler? Like, I don't think I, he's in. He worked there for years. I, I do think they should have like a like a hall of jobbers in the hall of fame, like for real, because the, a lot of the ones that were like mainstays, like the Brooklyn brawler, like a Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys that were there on a, on a regular basis, but weren't really pushed. Like even, and I know he's, you know who he is now, but like even going back, put in the lightning kid before he was one, two, three kid. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I think that would be cool, but like a lot of those, like guys who were just jobbers, for most of their tenure, I think would be great. Underneath talent. Yeah. I think sometimes part of the problem is when people, when their personal life gets in the way, it's like it's hard to, like Marty Jannetty. And I think from as an in-ring per- performance should be in. That yeah. dude's he's out nuts. of his mind. Yeah, so you can't nuts. you can't go down that road, right? Right. Um, what about Luna? I mean, I know she's had some issues, but I feel like she, uh, you know, had her life straightened out before she passed. I think Luna should be in. Yeah, the fact that she's not in. I didn't know she wasn't in. I don't think she is. Yeah, the fact I, that I, she's not in kind of blows my mind. I'd have to fact check that, but I don't think so. Yeah. Luna is somebody that for sure, same, same with how they took so long to put China in. Mm. You know, uh, Luna for sure should be in. Now, has China been by herself inducted? She's not. Okay, so that needs to happen. Is Okay, what are your thoughts on that? Does that seem a little bit odd to you that it's like people go in separately and then it is a team or whatever? Well, I... I I'm kind of like, you know, I have dueling opinions about this because one part of me thinks like it's dumb for people to have four or five different Hall of Fame rings. You know what I mean? When it's the same Hall of Fame. Right. That's what what I'm saying. It's kind of stupid for like people to have multiple rings for the same Hall of Fame. But at the same time, like, you know, China going in with DX is not the same as China going in. Right. Um same same way I feel about Stevie Ray going in with Harley Heat is not the same not the same as Stevie Ray getting his own induction. So when they inducted the Four Horsemen, I was like, okay, that makes Flair a two time Hall of Famer. But it's like, okay, it's Ric Flair, and it's also the Four Horsemen, one of the most legendary factions of all time. Right, and so but now if you see if you notice, it's kind of becoming a trend, right? Booker T goes in twice, right? Bret Hart goes in twice with the Hart Foundation. Yeah, um, Shawn Michaels has went in twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Hall, Nash, and Hogan are all in individually and as the NWO. Flair will be three times because Evolution will eventually go in. And Waltman's in twice for NWO and DX, but not by himself. Right. I, so it's that weird thing of like, is this too much? Yeah. Like, because realistically, Waltman should go in as X-Pac. Yeah. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Um, I mean, former what light heavyweight champion, former intercontinental champion, yeah, he European. Looked, but he was also like he was like the workhorse guy, like right. he was the guy Vince used. See if this guy can work. Like yeah. that was his thing. So I don't know. It's one of those weird things where it becomes a little like, like what are we doing here? You yeah. know, like okay, yeah. Has the Nation of Domination been put in? I don't think so. They need to be put in. Godfather's in. Yeah. Mark Henry's in. Farouk is in. Farouk is in. The Rock is like inevitable. Yeah. But the nation of domination needs to be in. I D-Lo wonder, should be. How about D'Lo? Yeah, D'Lo should D-Lo absolutely Brown. be in there. Um, I love D'Lo Brown. Uh, that freaking head head bobble. Yeah, I remember the seeing the signs. They would make it swivel. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. It, you know, Roman Reigns owes a lot of his career to D'Lo Brown wearing that protective vest. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you ever think that that was just incredibly weird? I just thought it was his gear. I didn't realize that was actually to protect him. Well, apparently, like, the rumor, I think the story was, like, Dan Severn actually, like, tore his pectoral muscle. Oh, okay. With his, like, submission hold. Which, I mean, like, I don't think you're wrestling with a torn pectoral. And I don't think a a catcher's chest protector is going to, like, stop anything. No, I mean, maybe it'll help a little, but. And and I'm sorry, but if a 280-pound man frog splashes me off the top rope, I don't think that chest protector's adding anything good or bad, right? I yeah, mean, like, yeah. a 280-pound man's frog splashing you. Can I just say his freaking frog splash is, like, the best in the business, though? I, I think it's better than Eddie's. I th- Well, I think what D'Lo did, what was so good, is because Eddie was the first frog splash I ever saw. Yeah. 
And it was tight. It was clean. It was tight and it was clean. I also loved the fact that when Eddie, when the guy would move, Eddie could pull off the roll. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. Rob Van Dam's hit like, holy crap, like yeah. just insane height. But, but, but Delos was like, he looked like a frog. It was smooth as shit. I loved it. I mean, like, it was just like, whoa. Yeah, but I, I never liked Rob Van Dam's because half the time his looked like a splash, just a splash to me. Because he was more focused on up instead of yes. like the actual. Yeah. his Most of the time, his just kind of looked like a splash to me. Yeah, but like, I could see that. Delos and Eddie's were like, bar none, the best frog splashes in the business, but I've always loved Delos a little bit more. I just I love the way it looked. Yeah, I agree. Actually, the thing I liked about Rob Van Dam's is the sell after. That he was always, good. He always sold it like it hurt like hell. For and him. he'd kind of bounce off the guy. Yeah. Kind of like, okay, that's 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 kind of a cool thing. Which, so. which let's be honest. Like, I, I know you've never really been a top rope guy. I don't know if you've ever done shit off the top rope. I used to, I used to pull off a pretty damn good elbow. Did you? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that fucking hurts for you, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, was all, it was all on your hip. Yeah. So I, I, I can I can only imagine dropping on your rib cage onto somebody's chest would probably hurt like hell, too. I, I remember I did it one time, and someone's like, dude, you have no idea how bad that, badass that is for yeah. a guy your size to drop a top rope elbow. And I'm like, you think I should keep it? They're like, holy shit yeah. yeah but after doing it a while i was like that sucks yeah it just it hurts and i was not the the most graceful climber <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know i just was like i don't think i want to keep doing that yeah. i mean maybe on like a big match out of I, I wish i'd have done it once in japan just to say i did it but yeah those rinks hurt too so i was like eh, <laughs> i'm good there yeah and i can't not like because you can kind of like pull out the arm and land flat but i'm i like savage landing where it looked like he crushed the guy yes so i wanted it to be as tight as possible and yeah and it's hard to control from that high up oh yeah obviously so yeah anyway but take her in the hall of fame man i'm, I'm excited to see it me too cesaro has officially left wwe man is this shocking to you no when a guy hasn't been on tv for months you know but i mean here's the thing if you look at that roster and you look at like the guys that can just flat out go. Yeah, he's on that list, right? He's on that. Oh, there's yeah. like a, a list of maybe ten guys that like, yeah, Cesaro. Yep. You're not going to cut him because he can go, he can work. He's over. Yep. He's pull. I mean, like honestly, everything that they've given to him to some degree, he's made work. Yeah. Remember when he was like the super American guy? Oh yeah. Or the flag and stuff. Then he was with the real Americans with Jack Swagger. Yep. You know the bar that was super underrated. The, I think the bar was probably the best thing him and Sheamus have done. Period. In their WWE tenures. Yeah. Absolutely pulled it off. Just great yeah. stuff. And just has always been super consistent. Yep. Even that WrestleMania match last year with Seth Rollins was great. Oh, yeah. Like, how does this happen? How can you not figure out something for this guy to do? I, You know, I don't know. And I, I think I think WWE has a lot of guys that they just keep on reserve. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, you're here in case shit goes sideways. You know what I mean? Because he's one of those guys, and I said it last time when we recorded last time, He he's one of those guys that... If somebody gets injured, you could slip him right into the main event and nobody would bat an eye because he belongs there. Yeah, it's supposed to be AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor breaks his ankle. We put in Cesaro and everyone's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I want to see that. That makes sense. But like he's also one of those guys that, you know, like they just don't really utilize. So they kind of just throw him on the back burner until they need him. I think it's kind of like a, um, you know, to kind of use a sports metaphor, that he's sitting on the bench. You know Red what I mean? Shirted. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They they call on him when they need him. But like if they don't need him, he just sits out. But the thing is, is when they when you are that guy and if you're okay with that spot, that's fine. But he has more to contribute than that. Absolutely he does. And I think he's realized his value and his worth. And I mean, I, I think he's one guy out of everyone that's been cut, you're like, you'd be foolish not to pick this guy up, right? Oh yeah. Obviously WWE tried to keep him, so they knew he was valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW seems like the most logical place for this guy to land. Yeah. Do you think that's where he goes? Um, I, again, you know, yeah, but AEW's got too many people as is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago where Tony Khan said that he's going to have to uh, kind of just let contracts expire and not renew them. And we're going to be seeing that more and more because I'm sure he's going to pick Cesaro up or Claudio. How could you not? Yeah, you'd be an idiot if you didn't. Well, and like I was I was telling you when we recorded yesterday, like I was like with, you know, 
Claudio now, which we'll have to get used to saying that again. Yeah. With him being a free agent, Chris Hero mm-hmm. being out there, like you're doing, you're getting ready to do this tag team battle royal. Yeah. Like a Royal Rumble style on Dynamite. How do you not have the Kings of Wrestling in there? Yeah. Or the Briscoe, you know, whoever it's going to be. And yeah. I, I hear Ring of Honor is kind of back up and going again, at least to some degree, maybe not full time, but they're doing shows. So I don't know if the Briscoes will come in. I feel like that would be a mistake if they didn't. That's my personal opinion. I think it's time for them to make that transition. Uh, and, and if also if they don't, they, that means they kind of pissed away this whole feud with FTR. Yeah, it can't just be a Twitter feud. There's more to it than that. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, and that's a match I'd like. I'd really like to see. Yeah, I, well, it's been a while since I've seen uh, a Briscoe match, so I, I would like to get to see that. And that's a, you know, a, not really a dream match, but pretty close to one. The Briscoes versus there's actually a lot of teams there that I think would be like man that would be damn good yeah the Briscoes and the Young Bucks I think would be fun I'm sure yeah. it's happened before but yeah it's been a while but on a, on a main stage you know it'd the be Briscoes cool. versus the Butcher and the Blade that hell yeah yeah I think give, it'd me, be, give me that all day yeah I think it'd be super fun there's a lot they could do there so anyway Cesaro I mean I don't know where he goes or Claudio now we'll have to like I said we'll have to get used to saying that but again he's a guy that I feel like more and more when these guys start chipping away and they leave the company. You're going to be in trouble. And here's the thing. I know we've talked about like the possibility of Stone Cold returning, and it seems like it's happening. Mm-hmm. Two to three matches a year, kind of the Goldberg schedule. But here's the thing. Yes, that works on, on a big match scale. Yeah. But you still need your Dolph Ziggler's. You, yep. you know, you need those guys that are doing every, they're working every night that are delivering. Because if you don't have that, you don't have a show. Speaking of Dolph Ziggler, he's killing it in NXT right now. I've heard that. Is yeah. he still teaming with Bobby Roode? Is that still a thing? I don't think so. He's he's down there uh, trying to hit up Mandy Rose. and uh, I don't blame him for that one. I don't blame him for hitting up any of them ladies in NXT 2.0. Um, shout out to Nikita Lyons. <laughs> She certainly made some headway. Yeah, she sure has. Uh, anyway, but yeah, but that's something I felt like they could have done with Cesaro. You know what I mean? Sure. Like have him go down to NXT, you know, work Did, a beat. Remember that killer match you had with Sami Zayn on the first like live special they Absolutely. did? Absolutely. That was amazing. Yeah. I want like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. I think that match single-handedly made NXT like the brand for a while. Yeah. Well, and have you noticed they've uh, completely just chopped takeovers? They don't really have them anymore? Do they not? Nope. Past few big pay per views where they would normally have them, they just have like some little, like, uh, special NXT, but it's not a takeover. It's just in their little studio. Is it like uh, it's like on the same day as NXT normally would be, or is I, it like? I feel like it was last time. Somebody might correct me, and I'm wrong, but I feel like it was just on t- uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, whichever day it is. Wow, that stinks. Yeah, they've just it's 100 percent a developmental brand again, so. Wow, man! Talk about taking everything that was that was fun about that brand away. Yeah, again, there's WWE. That stuff I do not understand. Well, and like, surely that the the live events, the the specials were making WWE money. Like, why would they take that away? Or were they just worried these NXT guys were getting too big of heads? And then, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. I have no idea. I I think there's obviously something happening internally that we don't know that will probably you know, reveal itself at some time, but I just, I'm at the point where I just, I'm but at, okay. Like if let's say, you know, big underscore Bane's running big underscore Bane television network. Yeah. Would you take your, your, maybe not your top rated show, but your best critically acclaimed show and like, just change it all. No. Why? Because it like people will stop watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like why would you do that? I've been in, you know, what's funny is they're relying on Braun breaker. And they're now they're going to rely on this Nikita Lyons because they've nonstop been talking about her all week right. on the WWE uh, social medias. But like, it's one of those things. Like, those two people aren't going to keep me watching no week to week. Like, I I really, honest to God, don't give a shit about those two. So like, the whole the whole thing about NXT was that it felt different from WWE, and it it was a different completely different presentation with the with the superstars it didn't feel like the same show like we're raw the same brand aesthetically look and feel the same right just different paint job now nxt just feels like a small scale version of the main roster and why would i want to watch that same reason i don't want to watch main event you know what i mean right when you think about it main event has completely different people that raw and smackdown have too right but i don't give a shit about it you know so like why do i care about nxt right 
No, I get it. I get it completely. I just don't know why they do it that way other than I wonder if it's just because they argue so much and no one no one really has a better answer. Vince is just like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And because, I, you know, I hear Raw, like they change scripts six times. It's like, how do you expect to put on a quality show if you if you if something's good, people will generally probably be on board yeah. to some degree. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, I guess. But I just I, I'm kind of at the point where I wish uh, I wish Vince would go ahead and step down and let somebody take it over or they would get rid of all the yes men and somebody would have the balls to tell them like, hey, man, the shit sucks. There's a reason why he surrounds himself with yes men. Though, right. I'm sure. You know? Oh, yeah, because he you know, wants to feed his ego, but like, I don't know. I would, I would want somebody to tell me like, Hey man, this isn't, this isn't a good idea. Let's do this instead. CM Punk said something in one of his promos one time that I think resonated very well and still holds true. He said, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon will make money despite himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's true. I mean, look back, like remember the original NXT when it was like a game show, Mm -hmm. they had Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan doing like monkey bars. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they literally thought, like, how can we humiliate him? And what's so bizarre about that is, like, I feel like with him they got away with that because Ring of Honor wasn't, like, mainstream knowledge. Like, I didn't know about Ring of Honor. I had no idea who Brian Danielson was. So, like, that was my first time seeing him. I legit thought he was just some rookie, mm-hmm. you know, or some green wrestler that, you know, didn't really know much about the business. So I, I just kind of thought it was an earning your stripes moment. Sure. Little did I know he's a freaking vet who could probably kick everybody's ass in that place. So, pretty wild when you really sit back and think about it. But that's when you have to ask yourself, okay, why? Yeah. I understand the concept of a show like that, but you are very literally trying to humiliate people. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, why would you have Jim Ross humiliated every time they're in Oklahoma? Yeah. Other than you just want to humiliate the guy. Right. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. They're not looking at what the bigger picture is or what it should be. Yep. Uh, Buddy Matthews made some news. He is officially all elite. The former Buddy Murphy uh, shows up in AEW, joins the House of Black with Malachi Black and Brody King. Mm-hmm. Um, super talented guy. Obviously, a guy I saw going somewhere. Yeah, because he's so so damn good in the ring. He's jacked to the gills. Jacked to the gills. A guy WWE let go. They actually released him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought Buddy Murphy was definitely a bright spot there, kind of in that era when he was cruiserweight champion because he was Mm -hmm. doing some of the pay-per-views and stuff and he made the cruiserweight championship feel important yeah i felt you know and kind of i feel like it kind of fell off after him it did and i'm not shocked AEW picked this guy up right no 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 he's so talented yeah is that weird though that again once again it's like what happened? Like, well, why aren't they keeping these guys around to some degree? Think of, well, think about the talent they've let go. I mean, we're talking him, Bray Wyatt, Jeff Hardy, you know, uh, Samoa Joe. I mean, the caliber, yeah, of what talent, the hell, the yeah. caliber of talent that they have let go. And yet you still have some of the guys that you have. You still have a freaking, uh, Riddick Moss, you know, Madcap Moss now, whatever the hell his name is. You still have that guy. You still keep around Rick Boogs. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Think like they, they need to think about what they're doing here. Like there's so many guys that they're keeping around that don't contribute shit. But yet you get rid of the guys who could really put on the best matches there. I think they're doing a huge reset is what they're doing. I think what it is is they care less about in-ring work and they care more about entertainment value. Yeah. And that's kind of I. Well, I'm like here's the thing. I don't know if Rick Boogs is any good. I haven't really even seen the guy wrestle. He's not bad. He's probably not. He's not bad, but he's nowhere near in comparison to a Samoa Joe or a Cesaro or a Buddy Murphy. You know what I mean? Like those. Well, g- and the thing with all these indie talents is they come in with equity. Yes. Right. Like you, yes. Brian Danielson came in with equity. Equity because you knew like oh this guy's somebody. Even if you have never seen him. Yeah. Very quickly you realize oh this guy's he's something. Yeah. Same with Nakamura, right? Yeah. He's something because, you know, maybe you didn't watch New Japan, but you had heard of him. Oh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's very strange. But, again, Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews now, which will also be kind of a getting used to process. Yeah. Great for him. I'm glad he's in a stable. And you mentioned when we recorded before, that's a good thing because that keeps him with a group so that he's not. Not lost on the shuffle. Lost not lost, the lost shuffle. backstage. Yeah, keeps him keeps him on, uh, on TV, which is kind of why I like, you know, I like having the factions because it gives more people something to do, you know, and 
Uh, although I will say it seems like AEW, everybody has a faction there. I mean, there are more factions than they know what to do with there, but yeah, I, I've always been a fan of factions. That's something we don't see a lot anymore. Factions. I don't think WWE likes them. See, I, I as you and I liked back in the nineties, like the Heenan family. Yeah. So you have Bobby Heenan. So he represents, you know, like the manager faction, right? He yeah. represents like Mr. Perfect and Rick rude. And he, he represents, um, you know, whoever his teams are. I can't remember. You know what I mean? But like he represents certain teams. But I think like Andre was part of it at one point. Sure. Yeah. Big John stud. Yeah. But even like Jimmy Hart, he has his crew. Like he has Earthquake, I, and he well, has the Nasty Boys. What I loved about Jimmy Hart, especially, is he. You would see him about three times a night. Every single time he came out, he had a different jacket on. Yeah, like absolutely. representing the guy who he was coming out with. Like that was awesome. I'm surprised they haven't really put that in figure form, like a two pack of him and Earthquake, but he's got the Earthquake jacket. Yeah, that would be sick. Hell yeah, would it not? would be. Yeah, and I, you know, and actually, they're kind of doing that in NXT now. They got that uh, Malcolm guy, a little, uh, short black dude. Yeah, um, but yeah, he was in like ROH and stuff before. He's, dude, he's charismatic AF too. I yeah. mean, he's a uh, he's, but he's got his little faction with um, uh, Roddy uh, Roderick Strong, and then a few younger guys. Um, but you know, it's kind of like a little hodgepodge group. But but I mean, like they're trying though, right? right? I mean, that's... I I dig that. I I think this. Uh, I don't know. I think stuff like that's cool. Hopefully they keep doing that, though. I mean, I think that's the key, right? Just oh, yeah. doing, doing stuff that is fun. Hopefully people catch on and jump on board. Yeah. Jeff Hardy made some news. Obviously, we uh, we all heard the video where he basically revealed, yeah, after my, my tour is done, I'm headed to AEW. And uh, that guy, of course, released that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I don't, after looking at it, I don't know if Jeff Hardy knew he was being recorded. I know, it, it seemed like a, almost like a spy camera or something like that. Because yeah. it was also loud. You couldn't hardly yeah. hear Jeff Hardy not happy about this, obviously. Of course not. That's a shitty thing to do, though. Man. Super shitty, you know. But you know, hey, you do you. You you know you you got the you got the attention you wanted, guy. Yeah, but you know, I think I don't know. I just think that's a that's a bad call. Yeah. Well, like, that'd be like me asking you a candid question about one of your buddies from WWE, but like secretly hitting record. You know what I mean? Like exactly, that's, exactly. That's shit. Right. Like I wouldn't do that. Like yeah. I've always. Like even when I do my interviews, like I'll tell people like, "Hey man, like so when I hit that button, we're, we're rolling." Just yeah. so you know, like yeah, just in case, <laughs> just so you don't say anything you don't want to, right? Yeah. And people are like, "Do you care if I bury someone?" I'm like, "I don't care, but like, don't give me any drama." Yeah, been there, don't like that. So yeah. you know, I don't know. I I think it was pretty obvious to everybody that that's where Jeff Hardy was going. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it his was, brothers there. Come on, it was a secret, but it wasn't a secret. It was like CM Punk signing, right? Right. Like we all kind of knew it was happening, but yeah. I don't know. It's still shitty to post that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You don't, you don't, he just wanted a story to break because his numbers were struggling on YouTube, you know, but it's just terrible, terrible but way to go about it. Now you're, that's what you're known for is that guy. Right. Not, yeah. not a good idea. If, if you're in the business, you probably want to stay away from ever talking to that guy. Right. And that's, what's going to happen now is yeah. people aren't going to be, want to be a part of that because He's not trustworthy. Right. But like I said, I don't think it was a surprise. It seemed very likely to me that's where Jeff Hardy was going. Mm-hmm. I assume we'll see him in the next month or two. I, I feel like AEW will be a great fit for him. He loves a lighter schedule. That's always oh, kind yeah. of been what he's into, and I think that's perfect for him. Yep. We talked about that a little bit before, right? Like For these performers, for in-ring talent, this is not a bad thing. It's a great thing. To maybe one to two matches a week. Mm-hmm. That's to me, that's way better. If if that, you know, because AEW's got so much talent, you you could just do a backstage segment. You know what I mean? Right, you don't exactly. have to be on exactly. in, the, in the ring every time. Well, and I think it's also nice, like, if, if someone wants to take some time off, like Kenny Omega, yeah. he's, he was hurt, and so he was, like, able to take time off. And it's not like... And he hasn't really been missed because they got so many good talents to fill in. Exactly. And then when he's ready to go... How cool would that be if he gets in the face of somebody like CM Punk? You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to see this match, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's a cool thing. Absolutely. A&E announced that they are partnering up with WWE again, possibly some more WWE documentaries, and maybe that, that Most Wanted Treasure show is returning or something to that effect. Um, I didn't watch that Treasure show. I wanted to. I just haven't seen it yet. But yeah. the documentaries I thought they did were really, most of them were good. Some were, were fluff pieces. Some of them were hit pieces. Yeah. 
that was kind of weird to me how like they they whip after Savage hard. Yeah, Warrior not so much. Right, you know Austin not so much. Like you know what I mean. Like that was kind of like okay. I'm sure Randy Savage had his demons, but yeah. why'd you go after him so hard, but not these other guys? Yeah, a little weird. I don't. I don't really know, but it's. Uh, there's. I feel like there's no no reason to go after certain guys, especially when I feel like Savage was probably a much better person than Warrior was. I mean, Warrior's shit's kind of out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's not really a whole lot of other than the fact that he's kind of a paranoid dude. I mean. Oh, I'm sure Savage has his demons. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But right, I, I get what you're saying. There like, wasn't a whole lot out there about how like uh, much of a piece of shit he was like there was a warrior. Yeah, it was like blatant. Right. You know, here it is. Um, and we kind of touched on this last time. Who do you think they would choose this time? They yeah. Did, they did eight before. I assume that's what they'll do again. I still want to see a China documentary. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was WWE, I would probably want to strike the iron on that first before, you know, Dark Side of the Ring does. Sure. Um, so what about triple H? You'd be an interesting one. He would be an interesting one. He's somebody that hasn't really been talked about, but I think his would be good because they could talk about the Montreal screw, not the Montreal screwdrop, the, uh, curtain call incident. And then how like shitty his run was after marrying Stephanie. Yes. And even like, you know, to him having like heart issues more recently. What oh, is that? Oh, he's had heart issues. He, didn't, he had a heart attack. You didn't know that? No, I did not know that. Really? Yeah, several months ago. That's why he's not really been around. That's why Shawn Michaels is running NXT now. No shit. I they said they said that. a uh, like a cardiac event. I mean, which I, to me that's like a less scary way of saying that. Yeah, maybe maybe I didn't. Maybe we talked about it on here and I just forgot about it. Well, yeah, it's been several months ago. Like probably like before Christmas. I want to say okay. like October maybe. Damn. And from what I understand, he made a full recovery, but I think they are keeping him in a stress-free environment, which I am sure it's probably induced by dealing with Vince, I would imagine. Well, Vince and them coming down to NXT and fucking with it. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, as stressful as that would be, I bet like it was like a fun stress thing for him, like running that NXT. Well, especially when you see it grow. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, then Vince comes in like, hey, pal, we're changing things. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, anyway, um, I think he would be a fun one. Um, there's so many, I think it would be cool if they actually had the chance to really do a deep dive into them, you know? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, the A&E documentaries, hopefully will be coming back soon. Absolutely. We got a little bit of movie and TV talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Rick Kevin Bay at the movies. This is Rick Kevin Bay at the movies. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. We're talking a little Paramount Plus this week. Um, because that's what we need is another streaming service, right? Dude, I don't have enough. I started counting and I was like, 12? That's not enough. I, I want to go for a baker's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Paramount Plus, we haven't really talked about it much, but we, uh, you know, we talked last week about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles getting like some exclusive movies on Paramount Plus mm-hmm. of the villains, which I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. That made me want to check this out. Yeah. And of course, when you go to their website, you don't really know what's on there. They don't really preview anything. So you're like, okay, what the hell do you have? Right. And I found out it's like Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, CBS, and so on. Yeah. My dad actually had it. So I was able to log in through his account on my TV. And I was actually very impressed. Like they have a lot of fun stuff on there. They really do. They really do. I don't. I don't get on it very much. My uh, uh, kiddo Cameron has it, and I don't. I don't really get on it too much. But I, I have checked it out, and there is. I mean, a lot of stuff on there. A lot of good, good channels, so to speak. For sure, it's laid out very similarly to Disney Plus, which I think is a cool idea, where everything's mm-hmm. kind of separated. But it has a lot of the classic Nickelodeon shows, and that kind of piqued my attention. You know, those because yeah. those are a lot. A lot of those are hard to find. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Like all the old like Double Dare and Legends of the Hidden Temple guts. Yeah. Even Salute Your Shorts. Gotta love Salute Your Shorts. I haven't watched that since I was a kid. I'm afraid it won't hold up. It won't. No. You don't think so? No. Because I, I can still like vaguely remember scenes and it's like, ugh, that's probably terrible. I remember the camp counselor's name was Ugly. Yeah. Which is fantastic. He always had the little like sunscreen on his nose and i just remember the opening credits he's like playing the piano and they're all singing makes me want to fart it's it's 
he says something. It's like, get it right or pay the price. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And the, I think it's, I, it's, I hope we'll never part. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Get it right or pay the price. Yeah. And I remember the one character named Donkey Lips. Did we not have a high school student that we nicknamed Donkey Lips because of that show? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, he looked like just like almost him. exactly like him. I forgot all about that kid. And I remember it was one of those things where we kind of started getting that going. Like yeah, everyone like kind of chimed in. Yeah. And it's it's also one of those things looking back. It's like he almost feel bad about it. You know, he thought it was funny, though. He'd Did kinda, he? Yeah, he'd go like. Don't call me donkey lips. I don't think he knew what the show was, but right. it was just. To me, that was a, such a funny nickname, Donkey Lips. Yeah, that really is. I just, like, what? <laughs> Who comes up with that? Oh, God. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, we don't need more streaming services. But that's how they get you, right? They, they announce this exclusive stuff like they're doing a Halo show. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big Halo guy, you know, because uh, I'm a big Xbox guy. And so that's a show that I want to check out for sure. 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 And, I, and I think that's the uh, interesting thing about it is they start throwing this exclusive stuff out, out at you. So you're like, okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. And with this one, it's five bucks a month. Yeah. Which is a hell of a lot better than Netflix is 20 bucks a month. Do you think that Netflix is going to outprice themselves? Oh yeah. Because the, I, I'm already capped out. Like I'm, I'm um, very close to canceling. Very close. I don't, I, I feel like $20 is, it's too, it's too much. It's too much for something that's not necessary. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, especially considering you could cancel right now and, and pick it up anytime. The fact that we keep it, I think has become habit yeah. more than like net. Like, do you watch Netflix every day? I don't No. I turn it on every now and then. Yeah. It's not necessary. So when you think about 20 bucks a month, you're like, wow, that, that's kind of a lot. Well, and I've noticed here recently, and, and maybe my Netflix experience is different than a lot of other people's, like a big majority of the new Netflix original stuff that's coming in is like foreign films. And like, I'm getting a ton of that. And it's like, okay, like I, I get it that they overdub with English characters, but I don't like that gets on my nerves. It's not, yeah, you're not a fan of it. Right. And so like, I... I don't want to watch that stuff. So like legitimately the only good things that have come out for me recently are Cobra Kai and then the, the Halloween movies and the Christmas stuff. So like, right. But like, what's to stop you from canceling now and then resubscribing when Cobra could, Kai comes out or I could pick it back up in October to start watching the holiday movies. You right. know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like I, I think what's going to happen is these streaming services are going to start to push themselves out Yeah, to where, you know, you don't need them. And I also think some things like Apple, you know, or like iTunes and or whatever mm-hmm. it is and voodoo and stuff where you buy what you want. Yeah. Will become more appealing because you eliminate that monthly fee. I know that monthly fee doesn't seem like a lot, but you think about $20 a month, 12 months in a year, that's a lot of money for Netflix. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, that's, um, that's $240 a year. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, like, damn, that's a lot. That's a lot for a streaming service that you maybe use once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm on Disney Plus quite a bit. That was uh, like seven. That's seven, eight bucks a month. Seven ninety nine. Eight. Yeah, I'm I'm on Apple TV Plus quite a bit. Like, um, I am I'm on Hulu more than any of them. I'm also on Peacock about equally as much because I watch The Office every night. Um, which, I, I, side note, I've come to realize that I think that's like a like a like an anxiety reducer for me. Like the office. Yeah. It's your comfort. Food. It's yeah. It's like a comfort thing for me more than anything, because Maybe that's why you watch it before you go to bed. I think it's like a lullaby for me. You know what I mean? Like I'll watch it and it calms me down. Um, even though it probably shouldn't because there's a lot of stressful events that happen on that show. If you really think about it. Yeah. But I think watching other people's stress is relaxing. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. In a comedy setting, I guess in real life, not so much, but, um, but I mean, who doesn't, I mean, I understand people don't like The Office, but I feel like the people that don't like it haven't actually tried to really watch it. Who doesn't like The Office? Raise your hand. Now slap yourself with that raised hand. <laughs> I got both of them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the funniest scenes. People hate on uh, D'Angelo Vickers, but I love D'Angelo Vickers. I, I, my favorite part of that is Pam when he's like, all right, who has a vagina? Raise your hand. Yeah. And she's like. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, like, obviously. Like, why yeah. do I have to do this? Now, now who like, knows somebody who has a who, vagina? Who loves someone who has a, vagi- a vagina? I got both of them up. 
Like, or just like, the, I don't know, the scene where the, you know. Well, the juggling routine was one of my favorites. <laughs> like when he's. Why does he get out of doing a real juggling routine? Why does he get out of doing a fake juggling yeah. routine? <laughs> the fact that he has the Evanescence song yes. playing. <laughs> Bring me to life. It was so good. I, I like one, one of my favorite episodes too is just be, because of the, the complexity of it is when Michael finds that someone took a shit in his office. Yes. And then he, then he realizes like, this is a hate crime. Yeah. Then he realizes, you know, it's his buddy. Yeah. And now it's like, just, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. Like the, the different emotions he has. So many emotions. Even though it's like when he realizes what happens, Oh, it's hilarious. But before he's like super angry. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. I mean, it makes me want to watch the office again. I love that show. It's such a good show. Great stuff. But uh, anyway, we got some, uh, a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Open the box, it's the part of the show We'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk Alright, so we got a, a bit of toy talk to dive into uh, Zombie Sailor showed off the new carded image For King Kong Bundy for Heels and Faces Series 2 I sent you the picture of it, what do you think about that, man? Looks really good, man um, I think that'll be a really cool We haven't had a King Kong Bundy figure in years And he should have had a Hasbro, right? Yeah, he should have I mean, I know he's not directly in that era, but yeah, he needed a Hasbro. Absolutely, he did. I mean, he had that LJN that was, you know, like massive, weighed as much of a freaking brick. But like it, I'm surprised that like it was some of the LJNs. Like you know, Bundy was heavy. I remember Big John Stud was heavy. Andre was heavy. Andre I'm was surprised heavy. that they were able to stay on the card. Maybe they weren't. Like they were glued. On. I mean, like they did. But I mean, even just well, but I mean, like maybe it bent that cardboard for the like the hanger. It may have, but I mean, like, even just for the glue to stay. Well, yeah. Like, they didn't, you know what I mean? Because they're so yeah. heavy. And I've heard that's actually been the biggest issue with bringing them back, as I said, is shipping cost because yeah. of, of how heavy they are, which I get. I, I still think with those, it needs to be one of those things where it's like um, uh, the Mattel Creations, and it just needs to be online. Like the retros. Char- charge charge for those shipping charges. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. charge extra if because people are going to buy those. Well, yeah, like obviously the retros went away, but then they brought them back and everyone loves them. Yeah. And that, that new set's shipping out. But yeah, it's a nostalgia thing. So if they announced a set of, like, honestly, like they made that Mr. T retro, mm-hmm. Mr. T should have had LJN. Absolutely. He should have. He was huge in that era. Like, that would have been amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I think if they did stuff like that, like, that would be great. Absolutely. Make the guys that didn't have Hasbro's as Hasbro's and make the guys that didn't have LJN's as LJN's. Yes. That would be great. For sure. Uh, Adam Baum, I actually uh, ordered him from Chella. Um, I know you were talking about getting this. Uh, obviously, being a UK company, they are kind of hard to get to, but I did pick up Adam Baum. I'm excited to get that in, man. I haven't ordered a lot of Chella stuff, but I think that figure is going to be really fun. Yeah, that's going to be a good figure, man. Um, and I'm obviously, we talked about at the beginning of the show, I'm, I'm at a point where I am not trying to spend any money, so I won't be getting it. Um, but, you know, it's it's a very good figure. Definitely. We also saw an announcement from Relativity Media. Um, we had heard that there was a new like AWA-type series in the works from mm-hmm. Greg Gagne and the guy who, I guess, worked for Remco at the time. They were going to do this new Legends line, we, but no one knew anything about it, right? Yeah. Are they going to be Remco-style? We didn't know. But then they showed off images of six figures, which were Kerry Von Erich, Stan Hansen, Ted DiBiase, Magnum TA, Fern Gagne, and Luthez. Yeah. And they look absolutely phenomenal. Yes. You actually made a point to, like, to bring this up. Like, dude, these are great. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw them initially? I was blown away, um, mainly because I don't know if I've ever, for one, seen a Stan Hansen figure. Maybe he's had one. He had one AWA back in the day, I think, and maybe some Japanese ones, but okay. nothing in North America. I have never seen one before in my life, and I have also never seen Ted DiBiase in that gear. So when I saw these, I was blown away by them. Like, right, because just, it's it's a different look. It's a different look, and it's just it's uh it's awesome. And and like I was mentioning Teddy Biasi and that gear, I didn't even know they were a tag team. Right, you know, in Japan. So that's that whole thing to me is really cool, and I'm really excited about that. And then uh, the Magnum TA looks amazing. I thought um, the Carrie Von Eric looked really good too. That one looks really good too. I mean, there's so many. Um, then the two uh, older older guys, Luthez and um, Vern Gagne. Vern Gagne, I mean, they look good. I don't know what those guys even look like, but <laughs> yeah, Luthez is kind of like that name we all know right. from yesteryear and stuff, which is cool. But yeah, this is an interesting idea. I guess it's going to be a Kickstarter, which 
seems odd to me. I don't know. Like that, that's a weird route to go. I think to some degree, and I do get it because it's like, well, basically you're paying for it before it happens. That way, right? You know, you can for sure get it. Because I, I backed a Kickstarter movie one time, which all it was is twenty bucks, and if the movie gets funded, they charge you the money. Yeah, and if it doesn't. They don't, but it did. So basically what I got was a free digital download of the movie when it's completed. So it's like, well, I just prepaid for it. Yeah. Like, who cares? So yeah. I, I don't know. So I guess the Kickstarter can work. I'm, I'm just kind of curious what the price point of these was going to be. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like about 200, 250. If you're buying the whole set, um, I probably figure about 40 to 50 individually. It's probably about right. I hope it's not. Yeah. I hope it's less. Um, I'd love for them to be like 25 to 30. If, That'd be great. Now, if they were 30, but then just like made it to where we had to earn X amount, like more, you know what I mean? Like if they're wanting to mass produce these. So that's an interesting point. If we get 5,000 backers, they're say 40 bucks a piece. Yeah. If we get 10,000 backers. They're 30. They're 30. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how, how exactly they're going to be pricing these, but that, I mean, obviously the more backers they get, the more they can the more they can buy it once, which obviously means they'll get the product cheaper. Yeah. So they can, they're able to give it to us cheaper. So what about them selling them in full waves or individually? I think I like the individual way better. I agree. Um, because obviously I, I don't no no offense to anybody who's a old school guy, but I don't give a shit to have uh Luthes or Vern Gagne. Um, realistically for me, the only two that I want are Stan Hansen and Ted DiBiase. Right. Uh, if I was going to get any of them out of this. Exactly. Well, and I, you know, if they ever make, and I, they've had, they said they have 150 legends signed. Yeah. Which is insane. Like that's a huge number. So there's going to be some guys in there like, Oh crap. I really want that one. If they end up making a Harley race. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Right. And and you wouldn't want to have to buy an entire wave just to get him. Right. right. I mean, so that's where it kind of gets, it gets unique, I guess. Honestly though, with this, we could, we could also see like, you know, and I don't want to like put a bad taste in anyone's mouth, but we could like see a Chris Benoit. Like they may go after guys that are kind of blacklisted. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea, but I feel like a Chris Benoit would honestly sell pretty hot. It probably would. Cause he hasn't had one in so long. Right? He, has, he hasn't had one. And there's so many people that dude, his name will not go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many people still to this day that talk about him, how they're, he's one of their favorite wrestlers. Forget about what he did in his personal life. He's yeah. one of their favorite wrestlers. Like it's just, it, you can't, you can't completely bury the guy. So here's my question. This is a, a weird one, but I would be all about supporting it because the money would go to his son. Yes. You know what I mean? And that, yes. and that we, and I'm not like, it's the, not the, the son that survived. Right. Because yes. he, he kind of got blackballed from the business, which, which is bullshit to begin with that, that honestly was the, that hit me the hardest of the dark side of the ring. Cause I never really thought about it. Cause yeah. it's like, it's not his fault. He looks just like his dad. Yeah. And I understand where a company's like, well, we don't want to go that route because you but, look just like your dad, but it's like, is he trained? I, I'd heard he was training. I don't know if he is or not. So maybe he gave up on it. Or he quit. may have because I think we had probably seen something by now yeah. if we were going to. Well, because I feel like AEW would pick him up. I feel like Tony Khan would pick him up for sure. I, th I think they would. And and it's it's an unfortunate thing. And I, I think with that dark side of the ring, it was great that, you know, him and his, and his you know, his aunt and his mom's sister were mm -hmm. able to, or it's his stepmom's sister, were able to kind of come together yeah, in a terrible tragedy. Tragedy, but it's like if they are able to make money off of that, I think they should be able to. Absolutely, they should. You know, so yeah. I, I mean, like honestly, with this, I think the cool thing is like a lot of these legends are probably passed away. Yeah. So their family makes money. Yes. And I think that that's a good thing. Yes. Because why not? Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I, we'll 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 talk about more information when we know something because we don't really know anything just yet, but. Keep your eyes peeled. They're going to be really fun. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Man, let's just plug it up so I can upload this bitch. <laughs> let's upload this bitch. <laughs> it's Sunday night, damn it. Yeah. We need our podcast. This is as live as it gets, folks. You better believe it. So, of course, uh, a lot of the guys you need to check out, like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott, dropping a show every Sunday, plus Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Doing a favor with Eric and Barry, dropping some great shows, some watch-alongs, some sports podcasts. We love those guys. Check them out. 
Yes. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric talking retro pro wrestling is a fun one to check out as well. The Ringside Rant with RJ, the Leisure and Lariats Podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Kaylin, And an update, the boys are home. How cool is that, man? The, the tag team champs have arrived. I'm so happy that they're all in, under one roof. I think that's great, man. Hell yeah, man. I'm so excited for them. It's going to be so cool to watch those kids grow up, man. I know. That's I know. Yeah, obviously from a distance, but still so, so, so cool. Right. Um, right. My podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Check them out. Trivia with Buds with our good pal Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with uh, our buddy Jason Wolf. And, of course, don't forget his awesome chop shop. He's got a really great figure happening this month. If you're not a part of it, you need to hit him up. Oh, yeah. Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt. And catching up with Aaron and Daniel. Some great podcasts. Check those out. And, of course, our own shows. You know it's fake, right? Every Monday with me and a special guest. And every Tuesday, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis featuring Bane. Yeah. yeah. Even no. though it's not on the artwork, I'll I, throw it out there to you, pal. Yeah, uh, you know, I appreciate it. You know, finally somebody gives me a little bit of credit, unlike Bill Benis. You know, but this week was fun, Breaker. I got to, uh, Bill Bill decided he wanted to interview Zelly because she used to be a professional wrestler. So I got to hang out in the control room. Wait, Zelly the witch? Yeah. She used to be a professional. Dude, she's got a whole crazy story, man. Uh, that's wild. I mean, like, you realize, like, she's like, Close to our age? She thought, sounds like she's hugging I, the Crypt Keeper. I thought she was about 70. Yeah, no, she's like, she's freaking like, it's wild. She got cursed, Breaker. Oh, okay. And I guess I need to listen to this week's episode. It's it's crazy what happened. But anyway, so I got to hang out in the control room. That's all of her potions. I had a, I had a heck of a time. That's that's probably not a good idea. Uh, man. I had fun. That's, I'm sure you that's did. all that matters. I, I mean... I made I made a made like a little exploding thing that oh there's a smart idea yeah it was it was fun good I'm, I'm gonna get yeah, back man. in that room I'm gonna get back in that room I'm gonna yeah. play with that stuff yeah I probably shouldn't do that um, also check out the TV Toy Cast every Thursday with me and Travis Fowler and of course all of Bane's music you can find on Apple Spotify wherever you get your tunes yep uh, Outsiders Beard Co you got a beard you know someone that's got a beard. Have check out Outsiders Beard Co. Get you some beard balm and beard oil. Absolutely. Make that beard look great. And then, of course, all of our t-shirts you can find at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and Watermaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Um, and all of our podcasting buddies, TB Toycast, Bane, Tales from the Estate, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, PPW podcast, etc., etc. Check them all out and support all your podcasting pals. Yes. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We're sorry it's late, but better late than never. Hey, if you're upset about it, suck it. Well, that was kind of rude. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're upset about it being late, suck it. I choose not to suck it, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. Champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.